Well, hello everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast. Week five, we're doing a series called Kingdom Leadership Tests. It's taken out of uh, one of Dudley Daniel's books called Building an Apostolic Culture. And if you haven't downloaded the book yet, I would really would encourage you go across to the NCMR website or get the NCMR app. And you can look under resources, books, and there's a couple of his books available free to download. And I highly recommend this one. So in section two of the book, it's called uh, From Bethlehem to the Temple. And it's a beautiful section of the book that covers the leadership tests that David faced as God was preparing him to be king. And we've looked at a couple of them over the last few weeks. And the last one that I want to look at today and then next week, we're going to bring it all together. But this week is Jerusalem, place of success. We've seen uh, David as he's moved from Bethlehem into the desert. He's been into Hebron and now in Jerusalem and he's living the dream. Things have come together. He's victorious. In fact, he has two quotes from Dudley Daniel. The last stage is Jerusalem. Jerusalem, where the temple was eventually built. Jerusalem means founded in peace. And when we're at peace with God and our fellow man, we begin to reign in righteousness and God can do much in our midst, in and through us, which is a, a beautiful place. This is the dream. This is where we want to live our lives. He carries on. Peace is a place of righteousness. Peace is the place where God can accomplish all of his purposes through us. Jerusalem then is a place of fruitfulness, not only in victory, but also in absolute success. The test that this represents is whether we will still be faithful when we are in that place. And you'd think, well, what tests are left? Surely this is um, the fulfillment of everything you've worked for. Amazingly enough, that this can sometimes be the most dangerous place for people to be at. Uh, there were a couple of things that David accomplished while he was in Jerusalem. He built his palace, and from that palace, he exercised his rule and reign. It was from Jerusalem. He marched out, took the armies out against his enemies. It was under this time that David extended the territory of Israel to its largest ever. Um, he also brought the ark back, remember that. So things were really happening. Things were going well, but it was also the place of David's greatest failures. And here's an example in 1 Chronicles 21 verses 1 to 3. It says, Satan rose up against Israel and incited David to take a census of Israel. In other words, go and count the troops. How powerful are you? How strong are you? How big is your army? And so David said to Joab and the commanders of the troops, go and count the Israelites from Beersheba to Dan, then report back to me so that I may know how many there are. But Joab replied, may the Lord multiply his troops a hundred times over. My Lord, the king, are they not all my Lord's subjects? Why does my Lord want to do this? Why should he bring guilt on Israel? But he overrode uh, Joab and said, nope, go and do it. Go and count them. And we know it led to punishment, to judgment that cost David dearly. It's almost like David seemed to become consumed with success or maybe even insecure about maintaining success. And success in the kingdom of God is such a difficult thing to measure and a difficult thing to live with. God measures success differently to us. Let's say, for example, maybe you're a pastor, you've got a big church, you've got healthy bank balances. But listen to what the Word of God says. 1 Corinthians 3 verses 12 to 13. It says, If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay or straw, their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. In other words, you could have this huge pile. Look how successful I am. Such a big church, big balances. And yet God says, I'm going to come and test the quality of each man's work. In other words, success through God's eyes 
is very different to what success looks like through our eyes. And the big idea is becoming consumed with success can lead to a loss of faithfulness from the very things that brought the success. And here's the greatest challenge. I want to look at an example from Scripture of very often it's success itself can then lead to problems which leads you to being unfaithful. In other words, you've been faithful, faithful, faithful. You become successful. And then the very things you were doing faithfully that brought success, you now lose them along the way. And uh, one of the examples is, uh, is here in Acts chapter 6. In those days when the number of disciples was increasing, the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. What I love so much about the story is, is the success. The church had grew. It had larger. We don't know how big the church in Jerusalem was by now. Could have been 10,000 people. And, and the very thing that had brought the success, faithfully seeking God, faithfully in prayer, faithfully ministering the word of God by the power of the Holy Spirit, that's what had brought the success. Now the question was, will they remain faithful now that they're walking in success? Because suddenly the busyness, the distraction, all of these things that were vying for the apostles' attention could easily undermine the success they were living in. The apostles realized that success of the church, the growth and increase in numbers, was now causing them to be unfaithful to the calling they had received, which brought about the success. They were called to prayer and the ministry of the word. Fortunately, they were faithful. They made the adjustment. And so the church continued to grow. Dudley says it like this. We become so busy with so many phone calls, so many preaching appointments, so much of this to do, so much of that, that we can no longer give God an hour or two each morning. That is the beginning of the end. It is so important to be faithful when you are successful. Keep the altar. Keep humble. And if anyone gives any glory to anyone, make sure you give it to Jesus. So what's the challenge? I'd love to, uh, to leave you with two practical points behind this. So-called success can be the greatest faithfulness test of all. So two critical areas of faithfulness that we must give our attention to when you are walking in success. Number one, stay faithful to the call. What did God call you to do? Remember the apostles give themselves to prayer in the ministry of the word. Don't neglect that as they're now busy running after people and problems. Stay faithful to the call. Success can lead to busyness which distracts you from what God called you to do and brought the success in the first place. And secondly, obviously, stay humble. It's huge. Have a sober assessment about yourself. Last quote from Dudley. It says, whoever you are, keep real. See the thing as it really is. It is God. It is he. If he lifts his hand off us, we are finished. Therein lies the motivation to stay faithful in the midst of success. Such a challenging test. Here's a couple of questions I'd love to leave you with. Number one, how do you measure success in your particular area of influence? And is that the same way God would measure your success? Sometimes success is way more about at the obedience level than it is at the results level. Secondly, how could busyness and the trappings of success lead to unfaithfulness in your calling? In other words, what's vying for your attention? What's trying to distract you? And then thirdly, most importantly, what specific action steps or deliberate habits do you need to take or to put in place to stay faithful in success? In other words, no matter how busy I get, no matter how distracted I get, these are the non-negotiables. This is what God's called me to because it's this which leads to success. I really hope it helps. This test, once again, for me has really challenged me. I hope it's challenged you as well. And next week, we're going to pull it all together, wrap it up. So I hope to see you then. Until then, God bless and bye for now. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.